A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Wednesday, the 16th of December. Welcome back to A Word for Today. We're looking at the opening of Matthew's Gospel in our pursuit of the true meaning of Christmas. I'm going to read you now just the first verse of Matthew chapter 1 and then verse 17. Verse 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Now verse 17 is a summary of the verses that have just gone before, those three sections, 14 generations, Abraham to David, secondly, David to the deportation, and thirdly, the deportation to Jesus Christ. And our aim is to say, what does it mean? And the key lies in the opening verse, which says, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now we have to remember that we are dealing with an English translation here. When Matthew sat down to write this, he did not write it in the English language. And so the translation is all important to our understanding. And I want to ask the question, is it really a genealogy of Jesus Christ, as it seems to claim in verse 1, or at least as the translators of verse 1 seem to claim? You see, if it is a genealogy, it's a very strange one indeed. For the first thing, a genealogy should take its name from the first ancestor described. And the first ancestor described is, in verse 2, Abraham, not, genea- uh, not Jesus Christ. So although it's apparently labeled the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, Abraham is the one after whom the genealogy under normal conventions would be named. A second thing is that genealogies were always male. As they presented descendants, descendancy was always reckoned through the male. Uh, genealogies, for that reason, never included women, and except that we have five women named in this genealogy, and actually not altogether very respectable women in most cases. So there's another reason for wondering whether it really is what the translator compla- uh, claims it to be in verse 1, a genealogy. I'd like you to look, too, at verse 16. I'll just read that verse to you now, which ends this so-called genealogy with these words. And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. Now, if there ever was a twist in the tale, it is surely that. Because up to verse 16, we think, according to verse 1, that we are reading about the family tree of Jesus Christ. And then verse 16 tells us, no, you're not reading that at all. You're reading about the family tree of Joseph who, as we all know, was not the father of Jesus Christ. He was thought to be by many at the time, but he was not. But rather, we've been reading of uh, Mary. And uh, so we see that the connection makes a gigantic shift to a very ungenealogical gen- uh, source 
which is female, which is the person of Mary. So, um, there is another reason for saying, is this really what it claims to be, a genealogy? It should also, uh, as a genealogy, record a continuous chain. And if we look at uh, this, and if you worked hard and researched it with your Bible, you would see it contains many unexplained gaps. So although it's systematized to be presented as three groups of 14 generations, in fact, that has been fashioned deliberately like that in order to convey a teaching message. Many generations are missing uh, from that. So in that sense, it seems to be much more of a carefully crafted and shaped teaching lesson than an, a than an actual genealogy, a family tree. And there's one, another point too, which is that you know there is another so-called genealogy of Jesus Christ. It's in Luke's Gospel. It's in Luke chapter 3. Uh, that genealogy is entirely different from this one. Luke starts with Jesus and then goes down uh, from the top, whereas Matthew has gone up from the bottom. But what's interesting, when Luke starts with Jesus, he goes down a different line altogether to David. Jesus, according to Luke, doesn't come through Solomon at all. It's only at David that the Lucan list then joins to the Matthew list. But it is very different because it then continues past Abraham to Adam and finishes with God. Whereas we all know that, or the Bible clearly uh, teaches, uh, whether people believe it or not, that Jesus' father was Almighty God. And according to this so-called genealogy at the beginning of Matthew, Almighty God is not even mentioned. So, how are we to understand this? Well, the answer is quite simple. It's not a genealogy. It's serving another purpose. There's a story of an American Airlines flight making an internal flight, and before takeoff, a stewardess gave the safety briefing, which, of course, was hardly listened to by anyone. Uh, that's usual, usually the reaction, isn't it? People uh, sip their cocktails and uh, talk to each other and read their magazines. The plane took off, and then when it was uh, preparing to land at its destination, the pilot discovered that he couldn't lower the undercarriage. Uh, he could not rectify that fault, and so he had to uh, broadcast to the passengers on the aircraft that, I'm afraid, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have to perform a crash landing. And to prepare you for that, there is going to be another safety briefing. Now, the stewardess, after that second safety briefing, said she had never had a more attentive audience on any plane than those who listened to that safety briefing. Because, you see, they had a reason for listening. They knew they were going to crash, and therefore they were all rapt attention to every detail of that safety briefing. You see, what God is doing is giving us a reason to listen to what follows. Not just what follows in Matthew's Gospel, but what follows throughout the New Testament, and indeed to listen to the message of the whole Bible, the Gospel. As preachers call it, God is using a hook. He's giving his readers something, a, a reason to listen to what follows. 
After 400 years of silence, he wants us to listen carefully to what he now says as he breaks his silence. And that's what these 17 verses are all about. They're not a genealogy at all. And tomorrow we'll come back to the actual word that's used that's been, I think, wrongly translated as genealogy, and we'll see what it really is. There is great blessing in understanding this. Loving Heavenly Father, uh, please continue to help us as we consider this material. Please would you help us to see the breadth and depth of the awesome message these opening 17 verses of Matthew chapter 1 present us. Forgive us for skipping over these verses so arrogantly in the past. Please would you speak to us through them, for we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.